Welcome to the Haunting Hour After Hours. My name is Tyler Brown. I am one half of the Haunting Hour team, and I am joined, as always, alongside my younger brother, Ryan Brown, as Ryan likes to say during our standard episodes. Ryan, how we doing? I am feeling good right about now. Um, We're in the after hours. Some people might ask, Right. What is an after hours episode? Uh, could you explain what they are and how they came about? If you're a true fan of the Brown Brothers Haunting Hour, you know exactly what the after hours are. Me and Tyler, we close up shop on the normal podcast and we uh, we invite you to come grab a bar stool or come hang out in the back room with us in the after hours. Me and Tyler like to have a couple of beverages, um, get a little wee bit tipsy here and talk not controversial spooky shit, but um, stuff we don't like to talk about in the normal podcast. So yeah, the topics get a little more fun, um, a little more edgy, if you will. The singular prerequisite for the After Hours episode is that Ryan and I have to have, firstly, finished an episode that came out well. So we just did that, which is awesome. And more importantly, we have to be semi-drunk because... Like everyone in the world, inhibitions start going out the window when you drink, and that makes for good discussions. That makes for fun topics. That makes for arguments, which sometimes come out even better than they go in. And the fact that that made no <laughs> fucking sense is, is just <laughs> is speaking volumes as to why we're doing this, because you just talk. You know, you just talk and talk. <laughs> The only rule about the after hours, in my opinion, have fun. Just have a good time during the after hour special. Come and join me and Tyler, you know, late night. But make sure you grab, as long as you're not working, an ice cold beer. I'm actually going to grab one more. My man. All right, I got me a fresh beer. What are we getting into tonight? So this topic could be a legitimate topic that we cover in our standard episode, but I feel like it's just a fun area where we could just, you and I go back and forth about Scary movies in general. So I do want to talk about the influence that the 80s genre had on pretty much the world and horror movies in general, but I do want to get some of Ryan's opinions on his favorite 60s, 70s, 80s favorite scary movies. Sweet. I also, I love the 80s. ACDC, Back in Black, one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, Your Corvette, that's the 80s. 1984 Corvette. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, not too shabby. So to start with that topic, I have a question, and I think you'll get this right, but also wrong. So the question is, what 1970s movie influenced the incredible explosion of 1980s horror? Ooh, man. So it's one that most people think of. Hellraiser? Set off everything. Close. It's one of the big five, and most of them were in the 80s. This was the only one that was in the 70s. Nightmare on Elm Street. Nope. You're I, getting closer. I do not. Friday the 13th? Halloween. Halloween was 1978. If I was ever to get that question in Cash Cab, or like the final Jeopardy question, I would have gotten that wrong. Like, was Halloween released in the 1980s? I'd be like, 100% yes. So that is why everyone assumes that the Halloween movie, the original Michael Myers with Jamie Lee Curtis was the godfather that spawned the 1980s explosion of movies. 
There was, however, one movie before that in the 1970s that actually influenced Halloween. And I watched it for the first time in my entire life about two months ago. Blew my fucking mind. If you guys have any doubts on like early horror movies and you're like, oh, the 70s and the 80s, it's so lame the way they like portray killings and stuff. Please go watch the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You won't sleep for a fucking month. The same year that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out, another movie called Black Christmas came out. And Black Christmas was the first ever POV killer movie, slasher movie. Wait, POV as like you were a victim? No, you were the killer. No way, really? Yes, I watched it. It's, It's phenomenal. You never see the killer except for two or three scenes, um, and he's sort of in the shadow and cut off, so he's very misshapen, which is awesome. Sounds spooky. But this is what actually influenced the 1978 Halloween, which influenced every movie in the 1980s. But again, I don't want to disregard the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, because that was hugely influential as well. Yeah, but I think Halloween really was eye-opening to everybody who liked the horror genre. They were like, whoa, okay, this movie's kind of groundbreaking. The only other movie I want to talk about uh, uh, in the 1970s. Was Jaws, 1975. And it scared the fuck out of everyone. We talked to our parents once about Jaws because they were teenagers. My mom said she didn't sw- swim for like a year yeah. because of the movie. I remember she saw it in the drive in, too. Or she saw it in. She saw it at the drive in once, but then she saw the movie itself on Cape Cod. Like when it first released. And I was like, oh my God, to be a fly on the wall during that time. And I'll say right now, Jaws is up there for my top five favorite films of all time. It is absolutely top 10 for me. I, I know that for a fact. Tell me that movie doesn't put you in like a good mood when you're watching that. It's just like ACDC. Oh. It's like the nostalgia. I wasn't even fucking born. I wasn't even a thought nope. uh, in 1975. But you it just definitely were not a thought. I can no. tell you that right now. <laughs> I wasn't a thought in 1990. 1990 when I was uh, conceived. A happy mistake, as they call it. <laughs> the happiest mistake. Yeah, doubt it. As Madre says. I doubt it. <laughs> but those were the movies in the 70s that influenced the 80s. The only other thing I want to say uh, is in the 1960s, there was one movie that pretty much set everything off, and it is Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. That was the OG. Um, it just it influenced most other movies that happened in the 70s, which in turn influenced the 80s movies. So Have you seen it? I have seen it. I've seen it once. I watched it for the first time last week. What were your thoughts? For a 1960s, that was 60... Oh, my head hurts. 60 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, 60 years ago. Yep. Man, it took a 15-minute span for me to get into it because the beginning was kind of boring. It's a girl in the hotel room with that guy, and it takes takes a while for her to, like, steal the money and leave town. Yep. And be like, where's this building to? Yep. Like, if I had no idea what Psycho actually was, I'd be like, what in the hell is this actually building to? Holy fuck. When she gets to the Bates Motel, it is awesome. It's such a... It burns quick. Like, so You're fast. so interested in the character and what the storyline... I will say it is the funniest shit when you think Norma Bates is the one who kills the detective when he walks up the stairs and it takes him like 15 minutes to <laughs> fall back down the stairs. It was oh. the 60s. What do you expect? Yeah. But yeah, no, awesome, awesome movie. Yeah, I mean, that was Hitchcock too. That's that's what pretty much set everything off. That the original slasher, you think? Slasher, quote unquote. I would argue yes. 
you have movies in like the the twenties and thirties, like The Wolfman, like Frankenstein, uh, Nosferatu, for example. Um, but as far as characters and storyline and slashers go, I would say it goes Psycho. I wouldn't even call Texas Chainsaw the no. original slasher because two people die in it and everything's implied. Yep. And then Halloween would be everyone would argue the slasher of all slashers that set off the ones we'll talk about in a minute. But yeah, Psycho, good. Being alive in the '60s and watching that, I would be terrified to stop anywhere on the road. Oh, I it's I always have the fear of like pulling into a hotel and having more of a fear of people watching. Like having hidden cameras and stuff, which is a real thing, people. Okay. By the way, check your Airbnbs. Yeah, make sure you. Uh, there's that sweet ass TikTok that goes around where that detective goes in, shows you all the shit that could be cameras. Yeah, and just genius. Look, just look at Norman Bates. He has a little peephole from yeah. his office. The original peep and Tim, <laughs> as we like to say here, the Brown Brothers, our best friend's name's Tim. So, <laughs> all right, let's get to the '80s. '80s was the quintessential horror genre. It was insane. They came out every weekend. Do you have a favorite 1980s horror villain, horror movie, director, anything like that? It's honestly probably Nightmare on Elm Street. I used to think it was Friday the 13th until I saw the original Friday the 13th, which fucking sucks balls if nobody's ever seen it. Um, Except for the Kevin Bacon death. Yeah, my man. Which is insane. And the fact that they use real big-ass black snakes in that movie, which was so freaking scary. Um but it's probably Nightmare on Elm Street just because it's so like I'm trying to think of the right word here. I think it's like so wacky and so so campy like the shit that Freddy Krueger does. Um, we said it before in the podcast, but when you get that scene where he plays the fucking guitar and jumps 15 feet in the air, um, all the things in Nightmare on Elm Street are so quirky and I love that in 80s horror. Robert Englund, who plays Freddy Krueger in all of the nightmares prior to the uh, 2009 remake he just combines comic relief and absolute horror it is perfect At, on one hand it's Freddy with his stupid fucking pickup lines like everything <laughs> and then on the other hand it's him eviscerating teenagers right which I think is scary itself when you have somebody who's it's kind of like Pennywise the fact that somebody can be so like joyful and happy and then they flip on a switch and like hey i'm coming for you next yeah You're it's like dead. someone who has schizophrenia yeah. it's in, it's insane it is very very scary so that was actually playing into my one of my next questions was like out of the big five which we could argue would be uh hellraiser michael myers jason Voorhees, freddy krueger and leatherface who do you think is the most well-rounded villain and i think we would both agree it would be freddy krueger well-rounded, for sure, Freddy, all day. He has a storyline. Yep. He has a reason for what he's doing. He's got a personality. He has a, He talks. Yep. Um, and I'm not saying that the other ones aren't good at all. I'm just saying that as far as well-rounded villains who created an actual, um, almost like subgenre of horror, it would be Freddy Krueger. You would need a very, very compelling argument to argue against me to say that somebody else is better for like a well-rounded villain in general. So some of the movies that came out in the 1980s, and just stop me when you uh, you wanted to talk about any of them. 1980, The Shining. Stop. <laughs> like, are you kidding? 1980, The Shining came out. Stanley Kubrick's The Fucking Shining. Oh. Is it a little bit too long? Yes. Is it a great movie? Also, yes. Um, some of the most iconic scenes in cinema, in my opinion. 
the camera work. Oh my god, the scene where all the blood comes out of the elevator. I still chills. to this day don't know how they did that. <laughs> I don't either. I think they literally filled up uh, uh, elevator with blood and they just hit the down arrow. It's like, hey, start filming, dude. <laughs> we get one shot at this. <laughs> and it came out perfect. In American Werewolf in London. That's one of your fa- You and Tim again. That's one of your guys' favorite movies of all time. It has everything. It's so fucking good. It has characters that you want to see what happens with them, their relationship. It has horror. It has gore. It has sex. It has sex for the first time in like 1980s horror cinema like legitimate sex like good shit goes on there isn't it two bad moon rising two by Creedence clearwater don't they have sex during that song or am i making that up oh no but that's when he transforms into a werewolf ah see i thought that yeah i i gotta rewatch it yep it has nazi werewolves that breaks into a house and has like fucking machine guns that kills everybody <laughs> dude and they just eviscerate people they send them through the window and that scene still makes no sense to this day if you've seen it you know what we're talking about but it's one of the best scenes ever. Yeah, and, and the finale where it's the actual werewolf in London mm-hmm. just killing people left and right. Great flick. It's great. I mean, we ha- like we talked about, There's we have Friday the 13th. We have a Poltergeist, for example. Um, a couple other ones. One that I've never seen, and I want someone to reach out to me if they have seen it. My Bloody Valentine, 1981. Ooh. I've never seen it. I love the idea of a sadistic minor killing people on valentine's day that's fucking genius you've seen the remake though right with I've Jensen? Seen, yes and you know what i liked it it's not bad some of the some of it's kind of bad but all in all not a bad flick right so i think the 1980s one is just gonna blow my mind i've never seen it though the evil dead came out in the 80s <laughs> talk being, about iconic god to be born in like 1971 when you turned god what 16 when all these movies came out 15 oh God, your life was probably just fucking peaking right there you could grab the newest acdc album listen to that on your walkman walking to the theater and then go watch in 1985 the original fright night that's like your friday are you kidding me yeah i would murder to be back there yeah so if anybody ever gave me a time machine i'd be like Send me back to 1979 and let me live 12 years. Just let me live through the decade. Let me start out being like 18 years old. Let's just see what happens here. Big hair. That was big back then. Yeah. Cocaine. That was that was huge. <laughs> what does Michael say? Uh, you should have seen Dunder Mifflin in the 80s. <laughs> Before people knew cocaine was such a bad drug. Man, could those guys move some paper. <laughs> the original Alien came out. Predator came out in the 80s. You had... Pet Cemetery. Towards the end of the '80s, you had the subgenre of horror, which is the holiday horror. So mm-hmm. we talked about Black Christmas, but in the 1980s, there was uh, lep or not leprechauns. It was like St. Patrick's Day. There was a a St. Patty's Day one. Oh yeah, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, there was Graduation Day, April Fool's Day. They just like love to experiment with random slashers killing people and people. Loved it for some reason. I don't know if it was the cocaine, but people, people ate it up. Yeah. Reanimator came out well, in were... 1985. And you could argue that still has the best effects of any movie that have come out in the past 30 years. When The Fly come out? The Fly came out in the 80s, too. Good Lord. All right, so this is this is the seed of all modern horror. And there are so many remakes today that I didn't know were remakes of 80s movies which is nuts to me same with 
80s remakes of 1960s movies. So movies like The Fly, that was a remake. Really? Of a 1960s movie called The Fly. Did not know that. The 1980s The Blob was a remake of The Blob. Yeah, I knew that one. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention one of my favorite movies. It's, it's hanging up here in the Brown Brothers Haunting Hour. John Carpenter's The Thing. Never seen it. It is so, cr- like, skin crawling. It's an alien, right? It is a shapeshifter. Oh, sweet. So the whole idea is that some shapeshifting thing comes down from the stars. And in essence, it's been to a thousand worlds, so it can shapeshift into anything it wants. It wants to blend in, but when it's shedding, it has to figure out how to turn into a human because it's on Earth. But it's taking different animals and plants and stuff that it's seen on thousands of other worlds and trying to convert that. So it's so fucking gross. It's arguably more gross to watch than something like Hostel or The Human Centipede. It's disgusting. It's like morphing, like slimy and shit. And And it's all practical because it was the 1980s. They had no CGI. Uh Makes sense. And I don't get it. We'll have to watch it one night. Sounds gross. (laughs) But that's just, that's, that was the 80s. It was people being practical with their effects. It was good storylines. I'm sure there were movies that people hated, obviously. Yeah. Um, But it was just a time that horror fucking thrived and we should have been there and we weren't. I feel like once we hit 2010... Things kind of revamped. 2010, they they started to revamp. Yeah. So we're in like I think as far as if you want to do like a line, we're going up slowly. We were in the uh, J curve kind of when Insidious came out. I think in like the original Conjuring because they came out in very similar time and like a time frame. Those were like the the jumping off points of pretty okay horror. Yeah. There's some good horror. A24. Yeah. Is like what's saving everyone. That's fair. Yeah. Like the Invisible Man and it's a fucking awesome movie. Um, yeah. What's a remake? I think it is. Yes. Yep. Midsummer, Hereditary. Yeah. That's all A twenty four. People love that stuff. The nineties was kind of a fucking wash. Uh, Jurassic Park. That could be classified that's, as so horror. That is in there. Absolutely right. Uh, there are two other ones I want to mention. One is one of my favorites. I know what you did last summer. The Hook Man. So good. And then in nineteen ninety, out of nowhere, a director that no one he had no uh, like credentials came up with a movie called Arachnophobia. And it is the scariest. If you don't like spiders, please sit down and try to finish this movie Ugh. because you can't. You cannot. I haven't watched it in like, fuck God, probably like 15 years to tell you the truth. CGI really wasn't hot in the in the early 90s. Yeah, the only uh, the only CGI scene I remember from that is when all the spiders crawl in the end and like they're hiding in the bathroom. They all like crawl underneath the door and shit and you're like, wow, this looks awful. But most of the movie, they use real spiders. And that is horrifying to me. Skin <laughs> crawls. So one of my final questions before we just open the floor. Do you think we, as a population in 2022, do you think we could ever get back to how hot the horror scene was in 1980? Or do you think that's gone? Do you think the horror scene is like kind of dying? I think it's going to be tough to be as hot as it was because the idea of random slasher guys like random slasher villains just coming after you was so new and so fresh in the 80s that it just scared the living shit out of everybody like the idea of a slasher is still scary but you've already seen it so it's not like you can come up with the scariest villain ever to turn into a slasher like okay i've seen that before whatever the only thing that gives me like a little teeny glimmer of hope is the fact that paranormal stuff's kind of big now 
ever since Paranormal Activity came out, Insidious, The Conjuring. So Paranormal um, Activity, I think, was one of the jumping points to revive. That was right before Insidious. I think that was the jumping point. I think it was too. That it brought us into, so much money. Yeah, that brought us into this new genre of horror where like supernatural ghost stuff is super terrifying. Is, is trumping the slashers. Exactly. But I think it's hard to come up with an original idea now to scare everybody. I don't think it's hard. I think people are lazy. When was the last time you saw a horror movie that wasn't a remake? I think the the only one that really that comes to mind that really scared the living hell out of me was Insidious 1 as well as Hereditary. Those are the only two movies that are original ideas that really really terrified me. Yes. So now you could argue the next Insidious, the, there's four other after, right? Four other, yeah. Fifth one's coming out so next March. You could argue those are, aren't are original. No, true. Same with The Conjuring. But... The original Insidious, though, I agree. Oh, so scary. I don't know what... It was just the perfect time for that movie because nothing was coming out. And the... <laughs> when I watched that movie for the first time, I was like, mm, what? I was like, this is so scary. I'm not sleeping tonight. There's no fucking chance I'm going to sleep a wink. Um... And this brings me to my next point, because it reminded me of how I felt during Insidious. just wasn't as scary. It was just like a cool visual movie to watch. Malignant. That was the other original idea that came out recently. And I was like, okay, we could be going somewhere with this. Didn't really wasn't really scary, but I was like, we got something here. So is James Wan the John Carpenter of our generation? 1,000%, I think so. I would agree with that. There's no other horror director people will argue jordan peele right people will argue it's not really horror in my opinion del toro people will argue Shyamalan, m night Shyamalan, the village <laughs> unbreakable um what does ari say hey m night shouldn't you be going to put yourself in another movie <laughs> another one of your movies we watched we watched fucking old the other night a little uh oh, oh, i heard it sucked dude it was <laughs> but he's in it he's like the cab driver of course he is but I would I would agree. I think James Wan is the best horror director of our generation. I don't know if he's on par with Carpenter because Carpenter did so many things. He, Halloween, The Thing. He did like a ton of stuff in the 80s. Yeah. But I think James Wan is an outstanding horror director and the best of our generation as of right now. And I liked I like Wan because he knows what scares people collectively. Like there's a lot of stuff that sure Peel comes out with stuff that scares the hell out of some people but then other people like me and you were like mm, what the fuck are we watching here this is so stupid um if ari aster comes out with another movie oh yeah i forgot about Aster. yeah and it's good hereditary midsummer sent like made my skin crawl a little bit and i felt weird leaving the theater who did the witch was it ari robert eggers so he did the lighthouse as well if ari aster comes out with another movie that is as twisted as hereditary midsummer all right, we could be we could be throwing him in the mix um, as a very very high class horror director. And just so everyone knows, Midsommar is pretty much a rip off of the 1973 Wicker Man. So I don't want to keep hearing people say, "Oh my God, Midsommar is the best movie I've ever seen." Oh, I love. Oh my God, I'm so sick of it. I would I'll, I will give you Hereditary. That has never come out. I've never seen that, but. I still don't give me that with Midsummer. I don't want to hear it. It's been many times in my life where I do not remember seeing the movie for the first time. 
but Hereditary is ingrained in my fucking head the first time I watched that movie. Did you see it in theaters? No, I watched it at our buddy John's house. I was sitting on the couch. Alone? Because there's wicked hot chicks like, dude, you're going to love this movie. Oh, yeah, now I know you're lying. <laughs> and I was like, well, now I got to watch it because now I have a reason I can talk to her. I watched it. Oh, she wasn't there. She was not oh, there. Oh, okay, I misunderstood. Yeah. Continue. So it was just me, and I had like a... We went. We were going to a party the next night where I had a 12-pack in the fridge, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to leave the 12-pack at the party. Don't got to buy booze tomorrow. I can sleep in. We'll head over there. I don't got to worry about going to the liquor store. I know where this is going. <laughs> 12 beers deep. Once, <laughs> once those end credits rolled, I was 12 beers deep because I could not even fathom what I was watching. I was so freaking scared. It was original. I will give it that. As much as I just... Didn't really like it. It was very original, so good good on them. We got another poster hanging up in the room here. Scream. I think Scream was the thread that connected 1980s horror with the paranormal activities that brought us into Insidious Conjuring era. I think Scream is a film that nobody talks about regarding like the chronological wave that is horror um and coming out in 1999 i think that was a perfect time to drop that movie i would agree completely with everything you just said scream was the first i guess slasher movie where they talked about like the meta slasher where they discussed things you should and should not do in a scary movie that just sounded like do you like scary movies that did right that was cool and i think it's so cool to if you were born in the 90s and you know like about landlines and not like instant messaging, but like like landlines and actual radio and television, like what it was in the nineties. And a manual lock on the door. Oh my No God. digital stuff. Because every single person in the nineties, when the phone rang like a landline, you're not like, oh I'm gonna let the answering machine get it. You freaking answer the phone. So it's so realistic to be Drew Barrymore. You answer the phone, oh this guy's probably just Hanging out, like, let's have a little conversation here. That's what you did in the 90s. I thought they did it brilliantly. It was the one, actually, I think the 90s growing up as a kid was probably the best decade that you could have. It was pre-cell phones. I'm just talking generally pre-cell phones. You start getting instant messenger, which was fucking sick, right? That was the major way into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you're right. This is the the one movie that kind of tied it together. When you got a nude on your razor... It took like 15 minutes to download. You're like, oh my God, what is it? And, and it, it was... cost your mom 60 cents at the Verizon store. <laughs> and it was super pixelated, so you couldn't see shit. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Look at the squares. <laughs> it's like a, like a jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> God. So I was just going to go into there, there were, you were talking about the movies that kind of connected the, eight, the late 80s to the, 2005s and 6s. There were two of them. One of them is Saw. So that was uh, James, 2004. James Wan. James Wan. Yep. So that was one of his, his first ones. Oh, Except then, for uh, Dead, uh, Dead, Dead Eye Gulch. <laughs> Dead Silence. Dead, that's SpongeBob. Dead Silence. Dead Silence with our boy Donnie Wahlberg. Which, uh, which was great. Oh my God. If you guys have never seen Dead Silence, it's a mix between James Wan's Saw and James Wan's Insidious. Only... Parts of it is way scarier than Insidious was, in my opinion. And the other two that really held the half-decade span between 2000 and 2005 together were uh, The Ring, 
That was number one. And wicked, the, wicked scary. Horrifying. Even to this day, I don't like that movie. And the original Resident Evil. Kate Blanchett, right? Yes. And that was 2002. That kind of got us to The Ring, which got us to Saw, which got us up to this the, in, the Insidious Conjurings of 2009 and 10. So that wasn't really a bad time when you were coming from Scream to Saw. It wasn't really down spiral for horror. That's a horrible time. Scream came out in 1996. Oh, Jesus, really? Yes. I know we're missing movies. We understand that. But between 1996 and Resident Evil slash The Ring, which is 2002, that is six years. If I scroll back to the 1980s, they came out with... 200 movies that year in 1980 they had so many scary movies and then 81 they had a, a ton of movies 82 they had a ton of movies i retract that statement then <laughs> the were... time between scream and the ring was awful yes so i guess the whole point of this is like the 12 months in 1980 they probably came out with 100 150 really interesting scary movies some were in theaters some weren't in 2019, how many scary movies do you think they came out with? In, in theaters? Five. If Maybe. We, if we were lucky. I would say one every three months. And one That's of what them, we get. And one of them was good. Right. Yeah. So I I just feel like the, that was the peak like of that bell curve, the 80s. We started dropping down hard in the 90s. 2000s, we still dropped. And then we started to go right back up a little bit with, like you said, Paranormal Activity uh, Insidious, The Conjuring. And we're still on the up right now, which is good. I think so. But nowadays you have to worry about Netflix, Hulu, and so many like independent people are putting out horror movies. And there's like a new one on Netflix every other day and you watch it and you're like, this is crap. So it takes like time to sift through all these movies we're getting now and like anywhere from like 2020 to 2023 that we're coming into. Um, it takes so much time to find a solid horror movie. That's actually good. You can waste so much time on Netflix watching fucking dirt horror movies. Another one that comes to mind, actually, real quick, It Follows. That was a horror movie that really sparked everybody's interest and everybody thought was super fucking scary. That was later, though. That was 15 or 16, right? Yes. But that was, I think, A24 or IFC Midnight. And that was the movie that showed people that these independent films or these independent companies could actually make a scary movie. That's why everyone started to watch things like Hereditary, Yep, uh, all of those movies. So we're going to be closing up shop here on the After Hours. We hope you guys enjoyed a little bit of behind the scenes with me and Tyler here. We did a couple of these uh, a long time ago. We love them. It's just fun to not be stressed about the script and stuff. Not that we have a script, but... I don't have to be as professional as I want to be. Yeah, and... In the real show, you're not professional at all, so it's like you're even less professional than that. We just like to hang out, talk horror, and uh, we hope you guys like listening, too. So with that, we just want to say have a great evening. Uh, make sure you guys drink some water. Have some ibuprofen if you've been drinking along with the lads. And uh, I don't know how to be on this thing, right? Actually, you should end it because I started it. So three, two, one, go.